TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do, is to be here with you on a Sunday night. Now, normally we are on from 7.05 until, oh my goodness, 11 p.m., usually that 10 o'clock hour is for the mom and Michael hour. However, we have kind of taken it down a bit. We are doing three hours tonight. So we have the seven o'clock hour, the eight o'clock hour and center stage, our nine o'clock hour. So I hope you will stick and stay with us the whole time. Michael is working. Oh my gosh. He is enjoying so much of the changes that are happening in his life. So he's not able to join me um, hardly ever, but there may be a time or two when we'll get a chance to talk. Jonathan, it's great to hear your voice. How are you doing? I am doing okay. How are you this evening? Just okay, huh? You know, I I was feeling great all day until it got close to the time for me to be on tonight. And I began to think about all that is going on, all of the violence, all of the uh, challenges that we have in our country right now. And I started to feel it. So I said, okay, wait a minute, y'all, let's start singing a song, you know, dance a little bit, that sort of thing. And you have to take that out of your mind, move it to a whole nother space so that you can keep moving up and forward tonight. That's what I want for all of our listeners. I am not here to make you angry at all. We are here to bring you joy to talk about the things that really matter. And we sometimes have to talk about things you may not want to hear right away. But as you continue to listen to tonight, it gets better and better. Now, my producers, of course, are Chris Tubbs, who does the um, 9 o'clock hour, and that is called Center Stage, and Jonathan Lowe. He um, does the um, all of the sports stuff right before we start doing this, and then he comes up with a lot of the shows as well, a lot of things that we talk about, and I'm grateful for that, Jonathan. Thank you. Now, he wants us to let you know that the Twins baseball returns on Tuesday as they host the San Diego Padres. The pregame is at 6 p.m. with a 6.40 p.m. first pitch right here on WCCO. My goodness, how the time is flying, Jonathan. Are you doing all right? I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that warmer weather is finally here. Right. You know, it's only May. Hello. Yeah. I mean, as a, come on, you are a trained meteorologist. Seriously, I would think you'd be smiling going, yay. No, I'd be no, going I yay see. if this happened in late March. That's what I'd be going, yay. Now yeah, it's but like, it didn't. Now, now I'm old grumpy man on the porch saying, where have you been? You know, it's you, you're past curfew. Where, are you, where have you been? Why are you sneaking in the house? Warm weather. <laughs> Okay, I have a question for you. Do you ever think 
that our country or any other country will be able to tame the weather, literally decide what it should be and how it should be, and that they would have the means to control the weather. I don't think we want to do, even if we, even if I think we can down the road at some point, I don't think that's a good idea. Why? Because you know that countries and territories and all, all facets of community will go to war over resources. But we're already going to war. But, but, we're but, already going to war. And so we've but here's the thing. At, okay, so we, go so we, go to res- we go to war over resources like uh, oil and gr- uh, land for growth, for, for crop growth. We go, mm-hmm. we go t- uh, to war for territory. I don't want to add weather to that because weather could affect so many things as far as the livelihoods of people. I don't want to have someone control it to say, okay, if one person can control it, then five other people can find out, oh, this is how they control it, and then we're going to fight you to control it. And, and then a war starts. But wars are starting with or without it. I know. Right? I just don't want to add it to the list. I don't want to add it to the list either. However, can you imagine how powerful um, that country or several countries getting together learning how to control the weather? Can you imagine the power that they would have? And if it was, let's say it's three to five countries that get together and figure it out. What happens to all the rest of the countries, right? They probably start figuring out, okay, this is what we need to do. And then we go to war. <laughs> I, well, I don't, you know, the I next war, I, don't like I believe. I don't either, but I must say, the next war, I believe the next war, World War III, will be over water, right? It's going to be all I've about water that. and I've the lack that. of you, it. I've heard you say that, and I've heard other mm-hmm. people say that, and I understand. I, I get that. Absolutely get it. I just, I just think, I just think we, if, if someone finds out how to control it, Rather then someone than how else to will for- come around. No, someone else will come and say no, and they can totally deconstruct it, so that that country or those countries cannot, you know, harness it. Again, but I wonder again, if they're I don't close think, to that. I don't think that's going to happen without a fight and a big fight. You control the weather. That is a, an extremely important facet of the planet that you control right. because right. you can control at that point growing seasons. Um, uh, what's what? What crops you can grow in specific climates for better nutrition? Um, you can you can affect again if you can affect how things grow. You can affect how things die, how things wither. Um, you can affect just just giving you an example of a couple weeks ago with the rainstorms that have happened down in Florida down near Miami that flooded, you know, it was a once in a hundred, once in a thousand year right, event. Thousand. That's what they said. And and mm-hmm. you don't think if you can control the rain and, and make it rain for a certain period of time, you can't make it rain for a certain period of time over your enemy's place and flood them out, make it a Noah's Ark situation. Um, yeah, this could be, I, I, I don't, I don't, nope. I, I deny this. I reject it. 
Well, I announced this um, several years ago, probably about six to ten years ago. I said to you, I said, okay, first of all, if it's going to be a fight over water, whoever is in control of the water, uh, what if we don't have enough water? Right now, we have so many droughts that are going on. We are blessed in Minnesota that we no longer have a drought. But those droughts are, I mean, it just destroys destroys what people have in the different states where they live. It's really difficult. However, if you're going to deal with droughts, then why can't we find places that have a lot of water in those particular states? And then they find a way to put some pipes underneath the ground. And then when they have too much water, it can go into those those channels. And then those those uh, states that have hardly any water can get some of their water in. And I've often wondered, is that even possible? I believe it can be. It would take a lot of infrastructure. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you think about the infrastructure that happens on the surface with the interstate highways and the highway system and rail lines and all of that and how difficult it is to keep that up to maintain it and then you talk about stuff like what's ha- what happened in Flint, Michigan, what's happening in Jackson, Mississippi with their water systems and the corrosion of of the upkeep of that and it it would take you talk about the infra- uh I'm trying to remember the 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 act that was passed last year by Congress the IRA, um, you you talk about – oh, no, I'm sorry. That was Inflation Reduction Act. There you go. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm trying to think. Maybe it was passed two years ago. Yeah. Um, but the, the infrastructure bill that was recently passed that ha- mm-hmm. really hasn't started to be implemented yet, mm-hmm. you're probably going to need something to, to cover the country like that and, and build that type of infra- infrastructure. I wouldn't be surprised if it have to be – five, ten times as big. But we've already done this when it comes to oil, right? Putting those oil, the oil in the type, the pipes, the pipes, it travels from here to there, right? So if we've already done that much, why can't we replace that? Here's, or at least side by side with water. Why here, couldn't we do that? Here's the issue I'll say in favor of doing that with oil or with or with a natural gas type of thing. And versus, then we have to take a break. Versus water, <laughs> yes. Right. To do, to do that, with oil or natural gas, you're pulling something up from below and then you're distributing it above ground. To do this, to do water that way, you would not only have to extract the water, but you'd have to saturate the soil underneath enough so that it continually stays at a point where things are not in a drought situation. If and we that, can do desalination, if we can do that and we are doing that, we should be able to do this as well, and I'm so sorry that we have to take a break. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's gonna. I think it's a bigger task to take to pull out of the earth. Aren't and we then up distribute for it, it though? Aren't we up for it? We should be up for it. I, I, I would like to see the what a plan for it, but I, I just think it's going to be more effort to to hold it in the earth, to hold it in the earth and keep it in the earth than it is to bring it up and then distribute it above surface. All right, good enough, sir. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment with our first guest. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It is now 722 here at WCCL. My goodness, Jonathan Lowe is my producer um, for this hour and until 9 o'clock, actually. I have to ask you, Jonathan, did you pay attention to the British coronation ceremony at all? Not really. Um, I was, you know, it happened at 5 a.m. and I'm usually asleep at 5 a.m. So I didn't, I wasn't one of these folks that got up early and was doing breakfast with the coronation. So... Uh, for those people that were, and I saw a couple of reports later in the afternoon yesterday, or I guess it was early afternoon yesterday, mm-hmm. but after the ceremony was done, and they uh, CNN did a report from a British, I don't know if it was a restaurant or a tea bar, you know, British a British air, uh, eatery in New York City, and they talked to a couple people that were there and that were excited and. You know, it's good for them. Yeah, it's good for them. But I have to tell you, I I, I came across an article um, in the Washington Post, and it's an opinion page, and it says how King Charles's coronation spectacle could come back to haunt him. Now, that's interesting because he was the one who came forward pretty quickly and said, I am not here to have you serve me. I'm here to serve you, right? Basically, I added a few words there. Um, and I thought, wow, that's that's cool, right? But then at the end of this long article, it says, but right after he said that, all of a sudden, he had to say, now I will be served. And <laughs> he was being served the whole weekend, right? So it's curi- I'm curious to know how people are handling this. Uh, Londonites are out in the streets for two reasons, to help celebrate the coronation, but there were also protesters, people who did not support him as the king, um, King Charles III. They did not support him. They don't want to give all of their money because the only reason why the um, this family is so rich, they are billions of dollars. Queen Elizabeth left, I believe, $23 billion for King Charles and his wife. What's her name? Camilla? Yes, Camilla. Camilla, yeah, yeah. You know, the queen had actually said that she would never become queen, but she did. Because the queen, Queen Elizabeth, can change any law she wants to change. So she changed it so that this could happen. It was very frustrating for me to read about the protesters and how frustrated they were that they had to increase, you know, more money to give to the king and his wife. I just don't understand that. I don't get it. But these people may end up 
you know, fighting, fist up, saying, no, we're not going to take it anymore. And I believe, wasn't it Queen Elizabeth, Jonathan, that had 14 countries that she ruled? Uh, the British Empire and the Commonwealth, uh, I think, I, I don't know the number of countries, but I could look that up real quick. I know Australia is included. I know Canada is included. I was, I, and I was listening to another interview. I'm trying to remember if this, this might have been a BBC interview. Uh, the other day, and someone was talking about, well, maybe this will be a reduction in the empire, in the in the Commonwealth, where you see some of these countries say, nah, nope, we're good on our own. We yeah. don't need to be under the queen or the king anymore. We can, we're, we're, we're going to uh, try to get out of this. And so that'll be interesting to see over the next, I don't know, decade or so. Uh, yeah. And we don't know how long... It it took it took Charles a while to get to the to the seat to get to the throne, so I don't know how much longer he's going to be alive, and then that falls, I believe, to Prince William. So what will right. William Prince do? Prince William, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you know, having the young ones, you know, come in. Some people say, well, at least they're young, and we should do that. But we don't know what they believe in, what they're thinking, how they would rule, right? In this article that I found, it says no one had seen a British coronation ceremony for seven decades. Wow, seventy years, which may have been too big a temptation for the House of Windsor to resist. Even so, from a king said to be intent on slimming down the monarchy. Change was reasonably expected, but an institution rooted in tradition doesn't just toss aside its playbook, even when some of its rituals are better left in the dust. Do you think they would actually take any of those rituals and leave them in the dust? I doubt it. Uh, I think it's I think it happens every now and again, every generation or so Uh, there. I don't know if. Everything that was followed during Queen Elizabeth's um, coronation back in the 1950s was followed yesterday with King Charles. So I think I think there are times when you say, "Okay, this is a little bit outdated. Yeah, we we like the pomp and circumstance a little bit. But what what purpose does it serve? Well, those people that have to give their money to the monarchy. Here's one thing that kind of upset me. A horse drawn carriage with air conditioning. Okay, that's what they were in. Power windows and a suspension system. That's a heck of Three a horse. Crowns. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it's like, really? It's, it's quite remarkable what they go through, of course. But how are the people handling this, understanding, knowing that their taxes, I believe it is. I hope I'm not using the world, wrong word. Uh, but they are having to give. They are having. They have to give to the monarchy. Why? <laughs> Why does that continue? And and they're saying now that it's going to have to slow down because the people are really upset. They are protesting. They were protesters during the coronation on Saturday morning. What was it? Five o'clock in the morning it well, started? And, and, Something like that. And a lot of this going back to, to age is is a generational gap. It's a generational divide where older people are okay. They're cool with the monarchy, but the younger generations are are saying no this is this what are we doing here you know we we are our own people we stand up on our own two feet leave us be we're we're done with this and so it'll again the, the where what the commonwealth what they call the commonwealth of nations um what they'll do over the next 
I don't know, decade or so, a couple mm-hmm. decades will be will be an intriguing watch. And by the way, it looks like there are fifty six countries. Fifty six? Yeah. That fifty six independent countries make up the Commonwealth in Africa, Asia, the Americas, Europe, and the Pacific. They include countries like Kenya, Ghana, mm-hmm. Nigeria, Rwanda. Are ruled Z- by the Queen? Yeah. Or King? Yeah. Um, in Asia, you got Bangladesh and in, well, okay, maybe India is their own independent country. I'll have to see. Right, if, a I'll, lot of these are independent countries you named. I'll have to see if if what this is because I'm I'm trying to find this and it's not clear at the moment. So maybe these are Commonwealth countries that were under the British Empire at one point right. and still right. have that designation. But yeah. I'll see which I ones are still 14. truly under the Queen 14. or the King. All right, we got to take a break. I know this, but I want to let um, everyone know one thing that I read in the article that women for the first time participated in the service, composing some of the beautiful music and carrying pieces of regalia. The king was anointed per tradition as defender of the faith, but nodded to Britain's multiculturalism by praying to be a blessing to all of every faith and belief, including Buddhist, Hindu, Jewish, Muslim, Sikh. All of them, the leaders, blessed the king at the Abbey door. I was so excited to read that. So enough said. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 736, and it's time for our first guest tonight. I am so excited to introduce my, to myself and to you, uh, Dr. I'm going to see if I can say it right, Sapriya Vara Jara Julu, Julu, forgive me, forgive me, Sapria, which is such a beautiful name. Forgive me for getting that wrong. But welcome to WCCO. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, you are an allergist with Health Partners, and I want to just read a little bit about this. Hold on. Uh, Winter hung on as long as it could, but spring is finally coming to life in Minnesota. That also means more allergens are blooming into the air. So with the warmer weather, what should we know to try and keep those pesky allergies at bay? Now, we asked Health Partners allergist Dr. Sapria to offer some best care tips, and she joins us now on the job. Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. And again, welcome to you. Um, really great, glad that you're here because allergies, I mean, Minnesota is well known for it. We've had um, people that were born here had to move to Arizona just to be able to breathe, right? Right. Yeah. Um, allergy seasons are, are getting longer uh, with the, the global warming and um, we are in the peak of the tree season right now. So yeah, and we don't know how long does it does it last. It appears to me some seasons, specifically spring and summer, it really starts early, maybe at the end of February going into March. Um, my daughter and my son have those allergies, and it has been maddening when they were growing up. And today in Minnesota, are we doing better by handling how these allergies are? Do we have the right medicines? Oh, we we have pretty good medications. Um, you're right. The, the tree season uh, typically starts by mid March, but some seasons are very early. And as soon as the the weather starts to warm up above freezing, the trees start to pollinate right away. Um, some things that that uh, people can do is to make sure the windows are closed and and um, try to avoid uh, early morning hours outside when the pollen tends to peak. 
Um, also maybe showering at the end of the day to wash off some of the pollen that might get on your clothes, your hair um, might be helpful. As far as medications, you know, a lot of the medicines that used to be prescriptions have gone over the counter. Um, we have lots of different uh, non-sedating antihistamines like loratadine, cetirizine, fexofenadine um, that uh work in about an hour and they help with itchy, sneezy, runny type of symptoms. There's also nasal corticosteroid sprays like Flonase. A lot of people have heard of Flonase. Um, there's also Nasonex, Rhinocort, Nasacort, several uh, different brands, and they kind of all do the same thing. Um, they actually are a little bit more effective than the, than the antihistamine pills, um, but take about a week or two to start kicking in. So it's more of a daily routine that you have to get into with the nasal sprays, but they work really well. Are we looking or hearing um, more about new types of antihistamines and um, those that have to use their inhaler? Are we finding new ways to do this or are we really sticking with the same um, in the last 30 years? The um there are great medications for asthma. So for a lot of people who have allergies that then triggers the asthma, we have very good treatment um, options for that. Um, as far as allergies itself, I would say medication-wise, we are kind of uh, still doing similar medications to 10, 15 years ago, uh, but they're more much more accessible to, to people. You don't necessarily have to go into a, uh, to see a provider to get a prescription. A lot of this stuff is just available uh, without a prescription. But there are also, you know, for people who are just not able to get control over it, there's the option of allergy shots, which is an immunization. It's a desensitization to the things in the environment that is dramatically effective. Um, so that's that's always an option to consider. I am always grateful for those options. However, I also look at the holistic side of it. I've often wondered, are there certain foods that we can eat that would keep or hold at bay those allergies? I'm not aware of any foods that will... I mean, I think it's it's good to eat healthy and a balanced diet. Um, but speaking of foods, there, there we're seeing more of um, a condition called food pollen allergy syndrome, which is a type of food allergy uh, that a lot of uh, pollen sufferers develop. I would say about a third of patients will start to get mouth itching and throat tightening when they eat pitted fruits, for example, like apples or peaches, uh, sometimes even raw carrots. And uh, it's just in the natural form of the fruit that they get itchy throat and uh, itchy uh, mouth, uh, ears sometimes uh, when they eat this stuff. But as far as treatment, there isn't really a food uh, or um, a way to treat it naturally. Uh, I would say you know, try to avoid the outdoors during the peak of the season as much as you can. And um, and, and the medications are, are pretty safe and effective. 
When you talk about the peak of the um, <laughs> what happens with all of us that have these allergies, I'm just curious to know if that has changed. Are we getting to a point where we wait longer before it starts up? Like we're not seeing it in the at the end of February in the first week of March, or are we? I wonder if the timing is changing. I would say if you look at the big picture with the global warming, the seasons are longer. Uh, we have a more delayed frost. We have an earlier spring. Um, the trend tend, it seems to be that the pollen season is getting longer. Um, but year to year, it varies a little bit. Um, you know, if, if suddenly we have a warm up in February, the trees are already pollinating. And it doesn't have to be the trees in your yard. You know, if there's trees pollinating in a hundred mile radius of where you are, you will tend to notice that the symptom onset. I actually know someone who decided to check all of the trees and plants and brushes um, to find out before they bought the house to find out if it was something that their children were allergic to. Just like me, I have a son and a daughter. I only have two children. They both have these allergies. And every year, spring into summer, it gets worse and it gets worse. Um, as people start to look um, back at who we were in Minnesota back in the 1970s, I landed here in 1978, and I worked with a woman who had to move to Arizona because she could not handle the allergies in the spring. And I've heard recently, just heard, not read, that not as many people have to leave anymore because of the medications. Can you tell us more about the medications? Um. You know, the, the medications are mostly the ones that I talked about earlier, the nasal sprays mm -hmm. um, that are that are very, very effective. You just have to start it early enough for it to kick in. So, you know, usually a couple of weeks ahead of the season, if you can get started on the nasal spray, they, they're usually very effective. Um, to take the antihistamine on top of that, there are eye drops that work in two, three minutes uh, that control symptoms pretty well. And there there are a number of patients that they will opt to going for allergy shots and they see a dramatic turnaround in their symptom pattern. Um, you know, people who have a tendency for allergies, and, and we've seen that increase over the decades, uh, just the tendency for allergies in the population has gone up. Um, they tend to have allergies wherever they go. So you could move to Texas and the first few seasons may not be bad because they don't have the same trees and grasses and weeds. But then at some point you start to develop this, the allergies to things in the environment there. Um, so, you know, it, it's not always easy to get away from some of these allergens. My goodness, I used to suffer from it, and then all of a sudden I grew to an age, and it doesn't bother me anymore. I don't have the hay fever that I had for years, um, including eczema and other things that I had. So as I get older, it's getting less, right? It's not nearly as bad as it was. Is it um, the same for children, for teenagers, or for is it just for those of us that are getting over 60? So you're right. Allergies tend to wane over time. And, and for a lot of people, it might last 30, 40 years. 
and then it tends to get better. So we don't usually see it escalate um, late into adulthood. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of kids who may suffer uh, in the early te- preteen years and early teenage years, and then it just sort of gets better uh, for a bit. And, I, you know, I think there are some individual differences there. But typically in adults, as people get into their 60s, 70s, 80s, we, we tend to see less and less allergies. I'm glad to hear that, and I'm sure that my listeners are very happy to hear that as well. Dr. Sapriya Vara Jara Julu, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if there's anything else you'd like to tell us about medications that we need to be careful about, uh, so many people can sometimes ask us questions or, you know, stop people who are sneezing and say, oh, I know what you have and let me go and get this for you. Or maybe you should have your, so and your husband, you know, join, um, uh, go to the doctor and say, this is exactly what you need. Only ask for that one thing because these allergies can get really bad, especially for children. I have a th- almost three-year-old grandson son and his allergies he had rsv i'm sorry do i have that correct rsv he had it one time and after that he started having allergies i was very surprised at that what happened well first of all there's there is uh both a genetic and an environmental component to developing allergies and um and we often start to see uh, things early on, like food allergies and wheezing with colds um, before we see environmental allergies. So the pollen allergy may be a later uh, manifestation of their allergic disease. So eczema is common during infancy. And uh, asthma or wheezing with colds is uh, frequent early on food allergies is common early on, but pollen allergy tends to show up after you've had a few seasons of exposure. So it, it, it shows up a little bit later in, the, uh, in a person's life. Well, you sure have showed uh, or shared a lot with us tonight. I really appreciate your time. Dr. Sapriya Varajara Zulu, thank you so much for sticking and staying with us tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. I learned a lot from that, Jonathan. And I had allergies pretty terrible, man. When I was born, I had eczema. I had so many things. And um, I look at my grandchildren. I have three of them. And yeah, the little one, you know, he's, he's dealing with changes in his body. Of course, he's about to be three years old, so it makes sense. But wow. I just want to remind everyone that the doctor, um, the health is from health partners and boy did I learn a lot from her tonight and to also understand that some of the same things that I went through when I was born didn't know about it of course but as I got older I also had those challenges and uh at least, at least the changes are getting better. We're getting better medications and that sort of thing. And then food. Always look into food. It can really help. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be back. As we get ready to move on to the 8 o'clock hour, I am so happy that I had a chance to talk to um, the doctor about these allergies, and I hope you picked a lot of information out of that as well. But I do also encourage all of us to look at the holistic 
position on this. And it's ever changing. It's kind of frustrating. It's uh, Jonathan, you know, you've had, you've chosen to eat a very holistic diet. Oh, no, no, um, no, 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 no. Well, it used to be when I first, when you, you and I first started working, you were very careful about what you ate. I'm, I'm, I'm still pretty careful about what I eat, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I've ever really been holistic. My, my, my mother is much more um, of a naturalist, nature-filled, uh, not just diet, but supplement than I am. So I would, I, would, I would give that more that crown more to her than to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough said about that. Speaking but of I crowns. Am, yes, speaking of crowns. I wanted to clear up something from earlier in the hour about the British Empire and the Commonwealth mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Commonwealth does have 56 countries in it, but only 14 of those still recognize whoever is leading the the party the the monarchy as their monarch. So right. King Charles will still be their monarch now that Queen Elizabeth was when she was here. And those companies are Antigua, Antigua and Barbuda, Antigua. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia, the Bahamas, Belize. Canada, Grenada, Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the Solomon Islands, and Tuvalu. So those countries will still recognize uh, King Charles or, or Charlie or Chucky, whatever you want to call him. No, as no, their no, no, no. <laughs> King Charles. But what about the queen? Now there's a queen. We had a queen and didn't have a king. Now we have a king and a queen. I they, I guess Camilla will be their queen, um, I, but Charles will be the leader of it, the leader of the family. And by the way, very quickly, um, I also read about Harry. Prince Harry did show up, of course. he did. Megan did not come with the children. Um, but, yeah, um, some real challenges with that. But I'm glad that Harry meant, and they, they placed him in a spot that he should not have been in. It was like their way of saying, yeah, you don't really matter. It's just ridiculous. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. We'll come back in the 8 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto 
Lights. <laughs>